There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Getting into the 4 o'clock hour here on my talk 1071 on this gloomy Thursday, but uh, Lauren and Julia bring the uh, energy and the bright happiness uh, your direction here to get you into your evenings. Hello, everybody. Hello. What, are you, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to look at this amphitheater. These photos that Grant posted. He's like, I know you would want you want to see this amphitheater. You know, they're going to build an amphitheater. Where? On you know, in Minneapolis. They up, are. Yeah, north of what? Of the upper. It's the Upper Harbor Terminal. You know, so like if you were like going up from Psycho Susie's, going up that oh, way. Oh, up the Mississippi? Yes, yes. So they're building it. How big is it? Well, that's what I'm tr- I'm trying to look at. And I find myself unable to navigate our website. I, I, Lori. And is that a surprise it. to no. anybody? I mean, Lori, you're where mis- the hell are the show links that we there talk are- about? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, mean, this is classic. Yeah, I, Lori, I, I really... You go to MyTalk1071, click on shows, click on Lori and Julia. I am doing all of There'll that. There'll be a drop-down underneath there, Grant it, post it pictures. talk is fun, and then it's all these book club things. I didn't ask about the book club. It's oh, just brought me to the book club, people. Well, I don't have time to help you right now. Well, anyway, you can look at these, uh, you can look at all uh, what they've all got figured out. That's but, really fun, Lori. It yeah. might be there, and it might not. According to Joy, <laughs> but we know today is give to the max day, right. and our, our we're all focused on one team, and the team here is the senior rock group Alive and Kicking, and with a fifty dollar donation, you get a cute MyTalk T shirt with Alive and Kicking now logo. That I see on the website. We're both getting that. I don't know where you request your size, but that's another question. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to a, such a great cause, and if you Kicking are in it. a giving spirit, mm-hmm. we would love it if you donated. To, to them, anything yeah. works. You yeah. know, any donation works. Because Everything they helps. go and perform at different places. They do it at and, homes. They do it at community centers. They just bring joy. Right, and you got to have money, like, so that they, everyone gets picked up. And dropped off. Right. And for the rehearsals. Right, right. And for the ba- leaders. Right. And I can't think of the new... Jason is still with the team yeah. doing the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just such a great cause. So if you are in a giving spirit, go to my talk. It's right on the homepage. And then send Lori a picture with links, how to get to our show page links. Because Grant's not here to help her today. Honestly. Honestly. And what time is it? I don't know. It isn't any... It, it isn't any special time? It's not any special time. I will say it's a special time because, I mean, maybe you found this out last week when I was gone. Because we did. Jason Momoa was on Jimmy oh, Kimmel. Oh, he was on everything. But he, this television show that he's filming... With his daughter. 
Well, yeah, but it sounds really it sounds really good. It's called Chief of War and mm-hmm. it's on Apple. Did you know did you well, know, I know about there's this? some cartoon movie he's in? No. This might be completely different. Yeah, he's doing a show. They're filming it in New Zealand. And they're filming it he's the creator, writer, director, producer, and actor. That's a lot of jobs. And it's on, it's called Chief of War, and it's 1780s, 1790s Hawaii. Uh, and that's why he's in the Malo all the time, yes. which is what they wore they, at yes. that time. And that's why he's, you know, but he's doing everything. And I'm like, that seems like a lot of well, stuff. I would say. But he's going to portray this king who ruled over Maui, and it's why a real life story. Why are they filming in Hawaii? Too expensive? I'm sure it's too expensive. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There was a thing on the um, hotels last week about what percentages hotels went up. Hawaii, of course, over the top. They went up the most out of anybody. Yeah. Because it is so lovely and easy to navigate and beautiful. Yeah. And expensive. And expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, they're, they're, uh, we don't know when it's going to be on, but it's Chief of War is what it's called. And that's why he's, um, that's basically what he films in every day. Sure. That's how they would have. Uh, dress, but yeah, he's the creator, writer, director, producer, and actor. That's a lot of titles, um, and I always wish people the best. I mean, people have been successful. I think Stallone, Doing that. yeah, Stallone did that right. or something. And has anyone watched his new show, Stallone's? Well, it really debuts this Sunday. Okay. but if you had Paramount Plus, you could stream it ahead of time. It looked... Neil I Justin liked, liked it. it. I know it. I read it. that. I was kind of excited. I'm going to try it. Yeah. You I, know, that's all I'm going to do. But Grant said the marbles. He watched it. He said the marbles in Stallone's face from too many whatever, whatever he's done to his face, makes him hard to understand. So subtitles. We caption. Love some, we love closed captions. Same. I put I pretty much caption everything now. I got kind of used to that, right, Mike? During Same the pandemic, thing, yeah. it's so much. We better. were watching shows from different, you know, called My Agent and you know My Korean Zombie, and so we kind of just leave it on the caption. I absolutely love it. Although Casey takes it off a hey, football. No oh, caption. I do too. because <laughs> yeah. we yeah. peeked at something. It will. Oh, it we will, started watching Outcry. You, which we, Outcry, and this is on Showtime. And Patrick told Grant and I about it last week. And it's a real life documentary about a kid that was gonna. I can't think of his name. Do you remember his name, Mike? Ooh, well, you can find it. Something. Oh, yes. a Texas football team. Okay. Um, Texas, where football is God. Yeah. Um, sorry if I offend anyone, but anyway, Greg so, Kelly. What's it called? Greg Kelly, right? Yeah. Isn't that the kid's name? Yeah. And he is accused of something. Yes. Uh-huh. And it changes the trajectory of life, and it may or may not be true. Okay. And it's amazing what happens when something like that happens, and it's him. His it's it's. We started watching it, but we had the subtitles on, and we thought, we don't need it for this. We can't see the football plays. We can't see anything yeah, happening. Yeah. So I take it off for that, too. Yeah, yeah. right. But, but outcry. Outcry. Casey will like it. Yeah, I know. I'll tell him about mm, it for We sure. started it last night. We have showtime, and it's just sitting there going to waste now that American you have- Gigolo is over. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I, know. I mean, I haven't really watched anything on there. I'm, I'm flush with channels, Julia. I, so am I. Yeah. I can't no, compete. It's ridiculous, my Xfinity but I just, bill that I just got yesterday, I showed it to Jeff, and he's like, what? 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 Yeah. You paid that? I know. it. And then you have all those extras? All right.
You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, before we get to the cheeky implants... <laughs> Tell us who the winner of today's pink ticket giveaway was. Christine was listening in. She told a family member she was going to win, and she was exactly right. Oh she was the seventh gosh, caller, Christine. and she is the winner. So. Oh, I love when that happens yes. when you do I'm that. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I what can day, feel it. I can, what day is it? Today it is, is Thursday. Right, so we have one more day tomorrow where we're giving away pay, pink tickets. Yes, and the tickets go on sale. Ticketmaster, 10 a.m. Um, Monday, Monday morning. 21st, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm getting texts from my friend. I just got my pickleball pickle shoes in the mail. Oh God. Because there are specific shoes now yes. for pickleball. And that would be a good gift idea if people are looking for something fun. I saw a pickleball in tennis clothing store at 50th in France. I know, Lori. Yeah, I went by it and I was like, oh my gosh, Julia must know about this store. I've never seen one of these. I don't think the clothes are any different for me, but people do but like... You need the you need specific shoes, right? Well, like I, a bowling shoe? I, like no, you couldn't, no. You couldn't bowl in a tennis shoe, for example. You right, have to but I guess shoe. I've gone both ways. Tennis I, shoes? I've used a tennis shoe and a court shoe. Okay. It just depends on the surface if it's wood or if it's cement for me okay so you'll just figure it out but you don't want to be like a high running shoe that gives doesn't give you flexibility you know you need to be able to like stop you need start. to stop and start mm-hmm. it's a stop start thing yeah mm-hmm. unless you have a caller call in and say that there's a new brewery slash pickleball court coming up or location oh. coming up in blaine so that's oh, like a new blaine Rosedale, okay. really? my club is putting in a bar and restaurant nice. and a co- outdoor courts. It's going to be the new place. You know what is going to be good about this? It's a new place for people to pick each other up. And you, you don't, and you can go you know as what a I single. Mean? You That's can what play I mean. as a single. But don't you see yeah. like this would be like a neat, mm. cute kind of a place. Totally. Because it's first of all, all ages, which then, you know, that feels... I always like something that's all ages it because it's more, it's, it's skill. It's yeah. And it's fun though. Like as just like a flirting with other if people, you're with fun kind people of that aren't too competitive, but the competitive right. people want to be with competitive people. And they find each other. Yes, they do. Okay. And lifetime has a lot of all right. pickleball only too. Yeah. Okay, okay. So with that said, if you're not feeling well and you don't have the energy to exercise, how do you boost your endorphins without exercising? Masturbate. Well, sex. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Have an orgasm. Yeah, have an orgasm. Um, That is the best quicker. It is. It's it's supposed to put you back to sleep. It doesn't always work. Um, True though. Massage. It's also a good hangover relief. It's a good period relief. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much does everything. It's a good afternoon. When in doubt, orgasm. (laughs) I agree, one hundred percent. And a UV light this time of the year. I had the red light at Dr. Crutchfield's day oh. over my jelly, and it was so relaxing and so I felt that's why it was you meaningful. Was <laughs> you know, like it was meaningful skin care. Like today, yeah, no, and it really it kind of like gets whatever is in that jelly mask penetrating, but it does really make your skin look good. It really does. Yeah. Um, laughter, mm-hmm. of course, yes, yoga. You know, yeah, yoga is exercise. Oh, it's hardcore. But yoga slash Pilates, yes. right? Is that what they? Uh, that's music, what I feel like. Yoga. Music sometimes really great oh music. Yeah. Great music. Oh All right, goodness. here's here's something that I thought was the biggest stuff uh, because um, this is uh, it should be a study. Dove, love, love, 
Love Lori. Mm-hmm. Lori, Lori Love. Yes. Get Lori Love. Um, a study found that no one drives 20 miles per hour in 20 miles per hour zone. Have you ever tried to drive 20 miles an hour for an extended period? I feel like you might as well take out the floor panel and get your Flintstone feet out. Because yeah. you might as well be walking. Yeah, well, any school zone is always Sure, pretty. but that's for a block. I'm yeah. talking for an extended period. So they did a study in 20 mile per hour. So you going to some cabins late at night that oh. had rutted roads. No, then, the deer. Then the deer. I could go actually 10 miles an hour, Julia. The or de- if it's like terribly snowy conditions and you can't see. Okay, Grant is okay. listening. Then I can go slow. Can I just tell you yeah. your partner in orgasm crime? Yes. Grant says, when in doubt, orgasm. <laughs> LOL. Yes. But we all agree on this. Yeah. And, and when in doubt, you want to go back to sleep? Yeah, maybe. Try is that it? our state fair t-shirt? <laughs> when in doubt, orgasm. <laughs> LOL. It's for everything. Yeah. It really does. It's, and it makes you smile mm-hmm. and it brings a glow to your face. Yeah. That's why, you know, I know people haven't always appreciated my... Masturbation chant. No, but my advice... The masturbation song you sing to us in the double wide every day? Yes, my advice to people about, you know, like uh, when when kids really are discovering, you know... Self-pleasure? Yes. Yes. What, what is it? What are you going to finish it? Well, Just I, I be encouraging well, about course. it. Yeah. But of course, they don't want to talk to you about it. But like, let let people, you know, that it's OK. Parents know. Parents know. Do we, they know that? We find the signs. Yeah. We know. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not something that's well hidden. No. But I mean, mm-hmm. did you ever have a celebratory conversation oh, about sure. that? We would have Sunday <laughs> dinners. Yay. Everyone raise your man. Have you jacked off today? It's Sunday. <laughs> Two for Sunday. We did it all the time. My boys, really, they were so proud to come. Mom, Dad, guess what we just did? We just did it. Again. This is this, just a family yeah, gathering. Cheers. Is, yeah. We jacked off. Right, obviously. And if it's not implementing your household, what a way to bring joy. Right. Get it on, kids. <laughs> Oh, God, the fact that your kids even think that you have sex will kill them. Right, I suppose. I don't know any of this, Julia. I don't know what I'm talking about. I know, but you were with grandkids all week. Yeah, but they were, they're little. I'm surprised I, you haven't shown them boobs yet on a movie. No, no, My no. My kids were the age of Cece. No, no, no. I did see two agotes humping like a couple of big, you know, these things look like a rabbit meets a squirrel, but I've, they're good they're, size. They're called agotes. They're the funniest looking yes, things. Because they, they hop like a rabbit, but they have kind of a squirrel, big squirrel, big. They're ugly. They're, but you know that you get, they're all over the place in the Yucatan Peninsula. And anyway, I saw that. Them, like, it's just, like a rabbit and a goat had sex. Not a goat, like but, some kind of a big rodent. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, it's a rabbit. It's rodenty it's- plus rabbity, <laughs> which is a nightmare. I know it. <laughs> Who thought of those two spawning? But anyway, these two agotes were going at it, and I was so glad 
that the the eight and the six year old weren't out because oh, I just oh you yeah. would have been embarrassed seeing these things happen. I, I was ready to throw myself <laughs> on the agotes to break them up to okay. stop the kids from seeing oh, it. Oh gosh, You're there was so funny. no way. You're so funny. They're innocent and sweet. And we we're saw horses it humping at that age. So did I, Julia. Oh, my I God. saw cows and pigs. I love. We had a farm. Yeah, I know. We I saw know. it, and I just sit there like. You're hurting her. Get off Strawberry's back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, big Tex would be on this little Shetland. I'm like, get that out. Yeah. That's I know. Scary. It's scary. Uh, it's yes. When you're a farm kid, and I was a farm kid in Japan of all places, fifth grade, living in uh, with the you know a tea paddy field and farmers, and I mean, we just lived with the. You just live with uh, the regular. The civilian population to get moved on base. So we had a house sticking up on, you know, stilts. Basically, kind of my dad's car took up the whole street. It was completely embarrassing because it was an American car. A GTO. He had a chip there. Oh, yeah. And he was like a Japanese celebrity, but there was a farm. (laughs) And we, I mean, we didn't, we saw, we couldn't believe it because we were quote unquote, you know, we had lived in Duluth, you know, we lived in the Philippines, but this felt very rural because it was rural, right. rural, right. where the base was. And so you're living. So like, I mean, we got like man- the smell of Japan. manure. I still love it. You do. You lived there I for seven it. years. Yeah. Well, like five. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, Lori lived there 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. But I mean, <laughs> she still loved today. the smell. <laughs> Of manure, and you I do. remember that from like I, I associate it with that magical time of of uh, living living, in, living with the people, living living, living up as the an Air Force brat in Japan, representing the United States of America, as my dad would periodically tell us when we would be bad. Oh my gosh! Lord. You want your father to lose? Okay, a listen. Stripe. If you're having your period at Wimbledon now, and you're a female tennis player, you can wear. Different colored underpants than white. You don't have to wear white. I am so glad they've gotten rid of this archaic, ridiculous thing. I'm okay, just so be more and happy. Billie Jean King really is just so happy. It was I her am pet too. Fieve. Pet peeve. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pet peeve with the fieve. Right. With the fever. <laughs> that fever and that pet peeve. Anyway, right. she's always. She just said when you had your period. You were so freaked out that you'd get a spot, you know. Of course. No no woman wears white. And at that in your, age you really bleed. Oh, do you ever? Yeah. Oh, you yep. bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed. Yeah, no, that's, that's just a good ridiculous. thing about aging. You don't have to worry about bleeding every Oh, day. Julia did. I'm putting my ears and my fingers everything. Wait, wait. I'm putting wait, my, this is for you, Grant, if you're listening. I'm putting my ears back. and my fingers. No, I'm putting my fingers in my ears and pulling them back. Oh. Don't tell me anymore. I'm going to pull my ears out. That's what she says to me usually in this segment. Yeah, now I'm putting my ears in my fingers, which I don't it's know. It's a movie. Yeah, a lot of movie. A really right. good movie. We see in the movie theater movie. I'm trying to tell her to stop, but I, didn't I don't know how to tell her. I not take any medication today. Yeah. This is sorry. And we've got a really special guest coming up. I hope you're prepared. I hope you are. I can't even say his name. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So yesterday we were talking about how excited we were. And we played a little bit of uh, Peter Billingsley on CBS News talking about a Christmas story. Christmas. Christmas. And then, you know, Julie's like, oh, we have an opportunity to talk to the guy, the screenwriter, Nick Schenk, who wrote this uh, uh, movie. And you are joining us, Nick, probably from sunny L.A. Welcome. 
Hi, how are you? We're, we're so we're great. And Grant, our producer, had to go home sick, but he was so excited to have you on Yeah, today. because, I mean, I, for us, like, we love Chris, A Christmas Story. It's just a favor. We can quote the movie. So, I mean, was it your love of the movie that made you come up with an idea of how could Ralphie be grown up? I mean, how did this all happen? Uh, I had worked with Peter Billingsley. I kind of led the charge on this since day one. Well, okay. for the last 39 years. And so wow. um, they approached me. I had worked with Peter on a few other things. And so he just said, what do you think about this? We sat down in 2019 and, and it took that long, but here we are now. Oh and now gosh. you're from Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How long have you been living in, in, on the West coast? Have you been gone for a while? Yeah, since 2008. Okay. Uh, we want to tell you it's really cold here right now, so you made the right choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw you got snow earlier today, we, right? We did, and it's going to be cold. But we're used to it. But this is so exciting to have you on. And so when you guys started getting the idea and sat down and, and actually writing A Christmas Story Christmas, which came out today mm-hmm. on HBO Max, it's getting great ratings. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, how did you guys, I mean, did it take you a long time to write it or how did that process work? The very first thing we thought about was the tone and, and, and the, you know, the tone of the first movie, because it's sort of a religion to some people and mm-hmm. sort of its own Comic-Con. And a lot of these actors do conferences. And so we, you know, knew we were taking on something that they're going to attack no matter what, because the the original is so nostalgic and means so much to so many people. So we were very conscious of keeping our tone correct and being, um, you know, respectful to the original movie. The, I mean, it's interesting. The original movie, everyone says, yeah, that was like, that's like my family. But, but when you break it down, it's like everybody lies to each other. The kids swear when the parents aren't right, around right. and the parents kind of roll their eyes at each other and they don't act like they're on their second date. Yeah. Right. So I guess right. Everybody's family, right? That is funny. It, it's so true, though. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I we kind of just we didn't really follow Peter Billingsley and kind of fell in love with him again, hearing his story and didn't realize how many things that he's been involved with. And then when we're reading your bio and finding out everything you've been involved with, and you've been fortunate fortunate to work with the great Clint Eastwood on several movies. I mean, how cool was that? Uh, really cool. I have been very fortunate. Um, and it's interesting to know Clint after three movies a little bit, but he's the same age as my dad and they kind of use the same, they have the same sense of humor and the same kind of, they use the same words and vocabulary. So it was as normal as it could be while you're dealing with Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of, um, you know, you wrote uh, Gran Torino and that movie was like such a, revelation when that came out it was just it was so good we were people were so happy to see clint on screen again and portraying somebody that you know people feel like they know yeah i mean i said that and the only thing they changed on that movie was i said it in st paul right where did it end up being i think they filmed they shot it in detroit Mm -hmm. um because of the tax rebate to live in that city in Mm -hmm. that state Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had read that. I, I remember that reading it, it too, because I was going to say, wasn't there a Minnesota connection? But yes. yeah, it's you, Nick Shank, the writer. Yeah. Right, right. And um, I can't remember what the kid, the actor, the kid from the movie. Wang. Yes. Wang B. Yes, oh, Wang B. Yes. And it's the first time we've and seen Whitney. him among, 
you know, person and you just think of the importance and uh, that the Hmong community has played to the United States of America. And you the know? Twin Cities. And the, but I'm just yes. saying as a whole, it was just, it was an incredible movie. So I'm glad you guys kept working together after that. Yeah, thanks. I worked at a factory in Bloomington and I it was half of the... Uh, my coworkers were Hmong, and so I got to hang out and really get to know those people mm-hmm. and a little bit enough about their culture. And, you know, when you spend 10 hours shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people, you get to know them pretty good. Yeah. I mean, all right, so here you are. You're from Minneapolis. Did you go to school here? You went to MCAT, right? No, Lord. I you went to MCAT. Yes. Yep. Their fabulous art sale just started last night. Yeah. I know I got the email to hit me up. Oh, they, they, did. Did. they did. Did you get a VIP ticket for 150? I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's such a fun party. It is. Um, okay, so and then you start with Let's Bowl. And then Which I, I vaguely do. remember I from Comedy Central. Was it on at the same time as, you know, the goofy people, you know, the people who watch the movies? What was that called? Uh, Mystery Science Theater. Yes. That was before us. Um, we shot Let's Bowl in Minnesota. We shot 20 of them. Yes. I think in 2000, 2001. And we, it was on um, Comedy Central. My friend Tim Scott created it, Tim Scott and Rich Kronfeld. Mm-hmm. And um, we, were, we followed South Park. And so our numbers were wow. crazy big. Wow. The and then that. And it was fun. I believe it. I mean, and then you've had this trajectory of, and you work on three things with. With um, Clint Eastwood, now you've got a Christmas story. Christmas, are you pleased with the final product? I mean, how long does it take in the editing piece of this to make sure you get it right? I'm really proud of the movie. I think we did a lot. I think we were um, nostalgic towards the first one, maybe a hair too much, um, but I think that we nailed it. There's so much new stuff. Yeah, Peter is so great, and it's interesting to see Peter, the producer, on set. And then when he gets behind the camera, he just turns right back into Ralphie. And yeah. it's spooky. Oh, and um, our cast is great. And, and everything just came together. When you watch this movie, which opens in 1973 in Chicago, we shot that in Sofia, Bulgaria. We shot it all in Sofia, Bulgaria. And you can't tell that it's not shot in home in Indiana, That's, which is a actual official. How do you pick Sofia, Bulgaria? Uh, it was really affordable to shoot there. Okay. You could just build the whole house. You could build the whole block. Wow. Just build the set. Yeah. And then do they keep it there and maybe make it be some kind of a studio? Sure. A, a studio yeah. thing that they can rent to other places? Here's a, here's it, a 1970s Is it a Verbo? <laughs> I think they can put, they take those down and put them back up, no problem at all. There's just block after. There's is huge it? studios there. And so oh. instead of shooting at the actual house, which I think is in Cleveland, mm-hmm. yes. we could build the whole house inside and out and like the 14 houses in this and the two streets all around it for half the price wow i, I love that i, well, I, I know do too. my um so this is a tradition in our house we with the grandkids my mom and anyway she loves this movie and she's watched it with everybody and they're having a pizza party at my brother's tonight and now the kids that are now in their 20s or 30s and showing it to their they're all coming to watch this movie tonight at my brother's and I, I love it. I, I know. I think, I think it's kind so of because fun. people are really and truly just so delighted that, that delighted I, with a Christmas story, and it's just a favorite. And I think I've always wondered whatever happened, you know, to um, Ralphie. <laughs> well, he's all he's all grown up. And he's got kids of his own. Yeah, now it's all on him. 
Yeah. Is there, okay, so you said it was nostalgic a little bit more than you wanted to be. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Nick Shank. He's from Minneapolis. He um, wrote the screenplay for Christmas Story Christmas that just launched today on HBO Max. Did Grand you, Torino, Grand Torino, the mule, I know. macho. I know. Sometime when you're movies. home, are you coming home for Thanksgiving? No, I was out there. In, um, my dad snowbirds, and so I'm not going back to Minnesota for, for the holidays. He's he's in Mesa, of course. Oh, good, <laughs> oh, good. old Mesa, Arizona. Good, All right, good, that's a good, good place to go, though. Yeah, especially if he's the same oh, yeah. age as Clint Eastwood. What is that, 92? Yeah, 91, 92. 92. Wow. Did you um, meet any of Clint Eastwood's, uh, like whoever his steady woman was at the time you were <laughs> making these films? Did you meet any of the ladies? Which one? I don't know. See, I like that. I like. I know. I there like was knowing. drama going on though because I, he was making those kids wanted to make the reality show. But remember? that was so long ago, Julia. Remember when he I and his? That, remember when he? I don't think Clint. I don't think Clint had anything to do with that. He, um, he was in one it, scene once, kind of like what um, Sylvester Stallone kids are making him do yeah, right now. It yeah. must be a. A kid of famous people that want to be famous. I just like knowing that, you know, Clint is like being a ladies' man always. <laughs> yeah, it's Scotty, too. I know Scotty a little bit. He's, oh. he's a great guy. He was I in stu- a reality show like that, though. Oh, no. Was he on it? He was, no, he was in studio with us years ago, and we just, like, screamed. No, I we're literally really, chased him through the building, Nick, to, uh, <laughs> to just see him in person. I really just had to see him in person. He's you know, the best-looking man in North America. Isn't he, that true? He honestly is just, yes, drop-dead handsome. Yeah, it's hard to just stare at him when you're talking to him. Yeah, it kind of is, and he looks so much like, like his, his dad. dad, you know. But he's Clint, I think, is quite a bit taller than Scott. Yeah, I think Scott. I think Scott is used to it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Oh, yeah, are you kidding me? That's his wingman, his <laughs> the ghost of his dad or no. the specter of his dad. No he doesn't need to do anything. He could get women twenty to eighty. No <laughs> okay, what what's next for you? Do you sit and enjoy this for a while, or you, do you already got the next project happening? I nothing's lined up. I have a lot of rods in the fire, as they say, and so I'm not sure what is next. I um, but. You know, it kind of it's it. You, you kind of do a lot of work, and then it's kind of like I twenty nine or B seven, and something just kind of pops up, and right. and there you go again. I yeah. know. I think that was references to Battleship, but I don't know what if it goes no, as high as twenty nine. balls. It was, oh, thank you. Here's me. I'm thinking it's Battleship, but I don't know. If it I goes had as no as idea. I thought, wow, is this some kind of Hollywood code I don't know about? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm no, I'm dating myself. I, you know, I remember the bingo hall. Oh, sure. Yes, and I, we're not on our medication today. And let today. me tell you, Nick, meat <laughs> raffles are alive and well they are. here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I just want you to know they're still happening. Oh my God, I used to. Li- I lived in the meat raffle. I finally got one in on the um, on the mule. I got a meat raffle in one of those movies. You oh. did, yeah, yeah. I know people don't believe it, but they really. I don't know why it's fun to win meat, but it is. It's a blast. <laughs> And then if you win the yeah. first one, you get to pick out and you get the stakes. Yeah, right. No, and but other silly. states don't really see it that oh, no. way. You know what I'm saying? It's like getting a snit with the Bloody Mary in California. It it really is. Yeah. Thank you for... Yeah, which, I said ahead. it's like getting, getting a, a snit. A beer you know, back. like when you go to California and you ask for a Bloody Mary, then they charge you for a beer because they don't just give you your snit. They don't know what a snit is, no. I know. And, and it's really fun to explain. Yeah. The boogers coming out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I like a snit, please. <laughs> 
Minnesota. Right, but then they realize what a good idea. It right, is. right. <laughs> okay, this has been an. We are unmedicated today, so we apologize for everything that just happened. And really, Nick, thank you. Thank you for doing a Christmas story Christmas. We're so delighted. And um, thank you, Grant, if you're listening, because he was so yeah. bummed he couldn't be here with you. Nick Shank. Thanks, Nick. Maybe you'll come on again. <laughs> Um, with we've warned you now. You've yeah. had your first experience. We're professionals. Yeah, I, get, I know who you guys are for sure, for sure. Now, um, I hope you like the movie, and thanks for having me on. We are we're so excited to watch it. You are so welcome. T- talk to you soon. We hope. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Did we just embarrass ourselves? I don't think so at all. I think it's part of the reason why somebody needs to get us on a red carpet immediately. <laughs> we're, <laughs> the exactly, we're the Snip this sisters. This is exactly in what has been needed I, and is missing. I don't know. I don't know, but we're, it's time to take a break. Watch A Christmas Story Christmas and then let us know what you think tomorrow. We'd love to hear. All right, we'll be right back with Hollywood Speak. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood Speak! What is the meaning of this? Of this today, well, we're off Julia, the rails. Uh, I, um... I don't know why. I always just love to look at page six in the morning when I'm having a sip of of coffee while I'm waiting for the GMA And the Daily Mail. I get them both done early and then again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see the photo of Pete Davidson and uh, uh, I I I like calling her Emirata, but it's Emily Ratajkowski. But I like Emirata because I like the shortness of it and it's kind of exotic like she is. And you know, she's so gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. And you would recognize her because she's usually on Daily Mail every day, scantily clad. Yeah. For years. But her, she was in Blurred Lines, yes. is how we, and then she was also in Gone Girls. Yes. And she's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This anyway, was kind of. They were, she was going, she, he came down to his Pete lobby. Davidson. Pete Davidson hugged her and then they went in together. So and she was in gray sweatpants and so was he. So they've already done it. Okay, so let me just tell you first cuz I watched the whole video and I never watch these videos. Oh, Julia. This I is love your territory. Videos. So so Pete Davidson's birthday mm-hmm. was yesterday mm-hmm. or hers. One of them turned 29. Yeah. And she's going through a divorce right now with the guy that cheated on her with everyone. Yep. The guy that she's married to right now, or separated from, mm-hmm. is friends with Pete Davidson. Well, they've, I wouldn't, I, I don't think this is any kind of a bro code. They've been spotted Botted. at one basketball game together. All right, fine. But so, so let's not. So Pete know. Davidson drives up in his Mini Cooper, mm-hmm. and she's trying to get out of her apartment building, and there's so many paparazzi around. Yeah. And he's trying to cover himself. He's right. trying to blow down the visor. Right. He's trying to cover himself. Finally, he gets fed up and drives away. Yeah. So somehow, she's then walking in the street and the paparazzi's all over. It felt so abusive. Well, it, you know, I, I don't... We're but not I loved to, it. I love seeing the pictures. Yeah, we're not here. The What we're what we're here to Hollywood speak it is that... Matching four, outfits. But in four hours later, Kim Kardashian is posing in the teeniest of thong bikinis on Instagram I, for her Skims holiday. And it's so obvious. It was so obvious. But oh, wait, oh. look at this, Pete. Because just on the Hulu episode of the Kardashians, that episode might have aired last night. You know I'm watching that. Yeah. But I'm not up to date. Boorsville, she yeah. Was, uh-huh. I just like I their nails and their houses yeah, and their cars. And so she um, was talking, it was the Met Gala one, mm-hmm. about how gorgeous he looked. Mm-hmm. So she's just telling him, oh, you look yeah. so handsome and gorgeous. And yeah. then... 
And then here he is with Emily, Emily yeah. Ratajkowski, who's 10 years younger than you. Yeah. Only has one child tier four. Right. Doesn't have yeah. Kanye West baggage. Right. Lives right. in the same town as him. Right. And I can see the attraction. So being suddenly both I'm ways. like, look at me. Right. I know it. I'm going to. No, I know it. It made missing. me feel kind of bad for Kim. But, you I, know, as someone also who has watched the show going way back when, one of the things, and it's always been like a red flag alert for me is that when you know every single boyfriend is babe in the oh, Kardashians you, you, the, you they call that. everyone the same nickname I know I hate it I absolutely hate it because it's just we so cliche it's so cliche if anyone was listening the babe day we almost had an altercation yeah it's so cliche but I mean it's it just really is. It's very, to me, it marks the highest thing of insincerity. And I blame it on the Kardashians because they have called always all their lovers Babe. None of them have a name. None of them get a special nickname. Babe is easier to remember than a name. Well, sometimes names are overrated, Lori. Exactly. Listen, sometimes I know. maybe the only placeholder is four letters B A B E. Yeah. They no. even use consonant, same consonant twice. No, I was at a table <laughs> last night and somebody said, blah, 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 Scott. And I said, who's Scott? And they all just looked at me because it was the guy next to me oh, who I know. Lori, oh, who she yeah. played bold with for 20 years and doesn't know his name. And she's been calling him, <laughs> hey, bowler. Oh, I bet you called I him knew his hey, name. scorekeeper bowler. I knew his name, but I had a blank out for a second because I really wasn't paying attention Who's to the Scott? boring conversation. Oh, just me. <laughs> I've just been bullying with you for a year. Okay. I just I gotta, love that you just admitted that, Lori. Yeah. Names are overrated sometimes. They, they really I'm are. Just saying. I, I'm going to show you a picture of the New York Post, the cover today. Okay. And I want Is you, it Grumpy Dumpy? No, I want you to just go to the bottom, bottom. First of all, it's a big... It's just a show big, me. Just show me. Yeah. Just read that. Florida man makes an announcement. Page 26. It was Doesn't Donald even say Trump... Trump. And inside it said, retiree, former President Donald Trump. So he only gets a blurb across the bottom. Florida man makes announcements. That is such a brilliant slam. That, that is that is an epic troll. Yeah, Because, you know, they have always had the Florida man thing anyway in the post. Florida man fights off a gator. Florida man finds That's a python eating. hysterical. Uh-huh. Makes slam. announcement. Okay, I've got one for you. Yeah. That just made me laugh. Well, we also have Andy Cohen on his radio show. Oh, I heard this. Uh, uh, talking about Ramona, just addressing it. the Ramona singer. Let's right. just hear what he says. Get rid of Ramona. No Ramona. The second Ramona announces she's leaving. No. we Ramona's a legend. Like, it's so funny. It's so funny. Anyway, Ramona gave us an incredible, incredible uh incredible years of television i had a great conversation with her about this a few weeks ago and she was i think she's very bullish on what she has going on in her life right now mm. see what is she? let me okay. say that i'm gonna leave it there mm. i think that means that she feels very confident about this marriage proposal from this guy that she's been trying oh. to get his attention so that oh. she doesn't ever have to work again oh, and she can live her ramona uh, lifestyle. But Ramona's self-made. I, she makes money on her own. No, Lord. no, I know she does, but I just think she's not having the housewife money. 
Oh, right. But she had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. she had her skincare in the same... But, you know, do you make... How much money do you really make? I think... I don't think... Listen, I think this was their way... uh, I I would like to ask Andy Cohen, and I noticed, gosh, a lot, at least one or two a week, Minneapolis-St. Paul callers get... Call they into really the do, Lori. And they're on the Zoom. Yeah, they, know they do. what to do. I'm very impressed. They really, we know how to do that. You you don't. It would be a picture of your crotch. Yeah, probably. You would, you would be sitting back on a stool. Well, you'd cross and uncross your legs. Right. I know you. But I would ask. Masturbate, everyone. Masturbate. <laughs> An orgasm a day never hurt anyone. That's what it was, I think. No, I would ask Andy why they didn't just have a reunion. I agree. They just really let I like think, the blame be on Ebony. I agree. The stink of Ramona. I feel like the stink Bravo. Of Leah. I think Bravo let those women down. Yes, in a way they did. They, All they right. really That's did. That's a good they question. They took the easy way out and I want to know why. Okay, here's the other Hollywood speak. Okay. Um, Andy Cohen and his friend Anderson Cooper on New Year's Eve get to drink, but no one else on the C- CNN staff is allowed to drink for New Year's Eve party. Well, that's uh, Don Lemon ruined it for everybody when he, really, he got really wasted. He in really the 9 did. O'clock hour. He really, I don't know who ruined it. It's probably a good idea. They would never let us drink on the air here. No. We've begged, and they say no, no. every time. No. You can't, girl. It's for the best. It is. Yeah. All right, we're going to. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.